apocalypse, Mr. Mandarin. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. Gobble, gobble, it's Darkseid's Couch, and this is James. Oh, this is Mike, but I am not a turkey. I'm Shay. Are you a turkey? I Not last I checked. Aww. A couple of lizards is yeah. what you are. Uh, but it is just about Thanksgiving, or as it's known this year, it's Thursday. It's just happy Thursday. And we wanted to do something for Thanksgiving. Why is it just Thursday? Why is it not Thanksgiving? Because who gives a shit this year? Like, what are you going to do? You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. I mean, Turkey Tuesday even sounds better. Turkey Tuesday? Yeah, instead of having it on a Thursday. Just everybody has a Turkey Tuesday. So your objection to it is that it's on Thursday? I'm not objecting to it at all. I'm just saying that holidays don't exist this year and Turkey Tuesday sounds better. So we should just move it to Tuesday this year. So you're very pro Thanksgiving? No, You're a not big at all. fan of Thanksgiving? Nope, didn't say that. I'm going to spend three days at my parents' house. You're the one. You're the one bringing that Corona in and out of Chicago. Uh, it's been me all along. I am. I'm Captain Corona. <laughs> Manufacturing this whole goddamn thing. Is that a Jimmy Buffett song, Captain Corona? Yeah, it's probably. Or or Sammy Hagar. He Is didn't he never Captain sing Corona? it when I saw him. You know. You went and saw him, really? You went yeah. saw Jimmy Buffett? Twice. I almost at died it. at a Jimmy Buffett concert. Well, let's hear about it. How did you die at the Jimmy Buffett concert? Of was, entertainment? Did you die of being it, so yeah, entertained? Yeah, just... God was so happy, figured this is it, and dropped. Margarita uh, alcohol poisoning. No, Parrot no, attack. I was I was sober. I I was uh there was this big like valley, like cement valley ravine, I don't know what you'd call it, like drop in front of me where I was in the venue, big outdoor venue. And um the person behind me was a huge, huge cuntle. And every time someone walked in front of him, would push them because he was a cuntle writing that down. and they would push into me and eventually one time he pushed them so hard that i went flying over and almost into the ravine like i the only reason i didn't is because my boyfriend at the time cj god bless you for doing this by the way cj uh grabbed me and threw himself back so that i didn't fall and just immediately land on my head hmm. well, you'd be the first uh, jimmy buffett fatality uh, well, are you counting alcohol poisoning and liver damage, cirrhosis? Also, just, they're old. Like, I don't think you know, if you looked at the average age of a Jimmy Buffett fan, it's, like, old. So all the young ones became 311 fans. <laughs> I, I, I really like a citation on that. I used to go to their festival, 311 Days. I would go Yeah, they still do that, where they try. I, we've talked about 311 Days. For people who don't listen to 311, we bring it up a lot on this show. What are you talking about? The 311, 311 has like an annual festival called 311 Days where they play mm -hmm. and they try to play a longer set every year. So they play, yeah. play like they four do. or five one, hour sets. Yes. Okay. That one. That's what I remember. Yeah. You know, 311. Everybody was bumping some 311 back in the day. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like 311 and I barely remember who you're <gasps> talking about. <laughs> what? Is Amber, right? They're the ones that did that yeah, Amber song. They did. That's they, all yeah. I know. That's all that's I know. That's the color of your energy. Mike did my most hated reaction when somebody doesn't know a pop culture thing you know, and they go, 
Like it's physically yeah. drained the air from their lungs that you didn't know who played fucking Watto in Star Wars or whatever. Like who gives a shit, yeah, dude? Who cares? I used to. I don't think I've ever like been like upset because someone didn't doesn't know the thing I know. Yeah, who cares about the thing? I don't, I don't care know. about the thing. I do care about Thanksgiving, though, and I care about married with children. You know, I figured it would be the number one fatality at a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> Try to be, get it on uh, track. It would be uh, Death of Boredom. <laughs> They're fun shows. I, he plays the hits. You see lots of tits and you jam out. It's, I, I mean, would love it if Jimmy Buffett decided he just had like an artistic awakening and he stopped playing the hits. He only played the deep cuts now. They ever been to a show where the band does that, where they say like, "We're not playing yeah. any world stuff, new yeah, stuff only." In the crowd, yeah, that's always. I, I saw that at an Iron Maiden concert because like they released their first album, like their first new album in like a few years, and uh, in America for some reason there was like a whole new generation of kids that got into Iron Maiden because of their parents, and so they all bought the new album, all of them did, and so Iron Maiden just thought, oh my god, they must really love our new album, so we're going to do a tour of the United States of just the new album. Oh my god. And the whole, the whole audience like stood there and stared at him. There was no cheers or like boos or moshes or anything, and, to, and then they kind of realized that no one cares about their new album, and they, and they play one old song and the place explodes. Wow. Well, that's a good way to get the audience on your side. Like, you really stack the deck against yourself and then give them a little something. I guess you can see that. They're just like, wow, they like our new stuff. It's like, no, they like your old stuff. They just, you know, didn't know any better. Well, speaking of old stuff, I'm going to get the show back on track here. Married with Children, my favorite family. Family I related to more than anything growing up. Way more than my own family. Really? <laughs> I don't, well, I don't know that anybody probably under 30 has any idea what the hell we're talking about. Married with Children, uh... I'm sure Shay's been singing the the love and marriage song in her head all day Beautiful song. in preparation for this show. Mm -hmm. No, I've been singing Tesco Suicide by Sneaker Pimps. Thanks. We are not going to talk about Sneaker Pimps for five minutes. Mike, I know you got something loaded up to talk about Sneaker Pimps for five minutes. We already did the Iron Maiden thing. We're not going to do the Sneaker Pimps thing, too. Who the fuck are the Sneaker Pimps? Well, we'll talk about that next episode. Make a note to talk a long time at the top of the show next week about the Sneaker Pimps. Is that some fucking ska band? It sounds like some shit. No, nah, they're goth. They're band. 90s goth. Like industrial goth. Really? That is like a super ska name. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about this. Uh, like so, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing phantom nope, trombones. Nope, I'm going to cut that off. Wrong! Uh, so Married with Children was a show that ran on the Fox Network from 1987 to 1997, set in an... Yeah, where, you, where, where the, when the show would open, you could, in the audience, go, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, there was a lot of with, dog hollering. With your arm, you know? Well, that was Arsenio Hall. They would do the, the dog pound. But but fair enough, fair enough. Take your point. I thought they were in it, the dog pound. Well, they were the dog pound, and they were in the dog pound. They were named after where they were. Oh, I thought that was just something that you did. I never seen the Arsenio Hall show before, That's so great. I just imagine that was just something people did. I, I would love to talk about the Arsenio Hall show, all all show, but since we spent so much time talking about Jimmy Buffett and Iron Maiden, uh, we just don't. We'll, we we'll don't do his about. now comic yes. after this. <laughs> so now, yeah, I guess I guess let's start with that now comics. We talked about now comics a little bit. Uh, they started in 1985, and they were uh, we we did uh, what did we do with now comics before that got Child's us? Play. No, that was innovation. No, that was innovation. Uh, oh shit. Uh, uh, 
I know for, like, growing up for me, I read the real Ghostbusters uh, yeah. comic book, and that was now. It was something we and, recently like, Terminator read. Terminator and Mr. Was it Mr. T. T? Yeah. yeah, so Mr. T and the T-Forces. When, so no, now comics, uh, as we said back then, they're based out of Chicago, uh, and they were uh, they went in like a five years, they went from being a sole proprietorship to being the number three comic book company in the country behind DC and Marvel, because most of their books were just sort of, uh, they were cheap licensed adaptations of TV shows and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't work for long, but for a few years, it was a it was a huge market share of the comic book industry. Yep, they all sold out and bought their giant mansions, and they're like, ah, the comic book industry was so kind. It was great. It was doing great. Everybody was happy. It was a nonstop roller coaster ride of income and and g- fantastic revenue. And that's why the '90s were the best. <laughs> were they? Like, I know some Gen Z, Gen Xers that constantly tell me how great the '90s were. Yeah, it's just nostalgia. It's just nostalgia. Is that all it is? It's like, really? Yeah, of course. But it's Everybody... nostalgia and the fact that they didn't have any worries because they were 10. In the end, it, uh, society, like popular culture, really encouraged being a moron. Yes. Well, yeah. Thank God we don't do that now. Like <laughs> all those Brendan Fraser comedies. Yeah, but at the same time, we had really good educational TV going on. Like PBS in the 90s? Hell yeah. Well, now we have all the educational everything. And Animaniacs? It, Fuck they yeah. They got that back. Speaking of educational television, we had Married with Children. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let this we'll, happen. We'll stay on track. Yeah. Uh, so no, how Married old with... was Christina Applegate in this comic, James? Okay, I do have that information. I do have that information here. We're going to go through that. Don't worry about that. Uh, we should probably should explain what the hell Married with Children was. So it was a sitcom that propped up the Fox network when it was just starting along with The Simpsons. So you can thank those two shows for Fox existing right now. Uh, it ran from 87 to 97. It was set in an unspecified suburb of Chicago. Uh, and it was sort of like, it was a satire of sitcoms, but it also kind of embodied them. It was clearly Berwin. Sure. Yeah, it was Berwin. Like that's where they were. Yeah, they, they lived in Berwin. Uh, you were meet people from Berwin? <laughs> yeah, That's freaks. where they were. Uh, so the show, yeah, it, it was, I guess it hasn't, in a lot of ways, I guess it hasn't aged well because it was a lot of old tropey things about men and women, especially. But in a lot of ways, it was kind of progressive and it was sort of a deconstruction of that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe we should do a roll call of who the family was. Okay, there's uh, Al Bundy, the father, shoe salesman, main character, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. High he, school football he, player. High school football player once scored four touchdowns in a single game. In a single game, right. Yeah. He was the best football player of all time. Yep. Yeah. And founder of uh, No Ma'am? Yeah, No, no Ma'am. Ma'am was his, like, his lodge, yeah, it was right, like, of yeah. his red-pilled buddies. Yeah, yeah it was his Elks <laughs> Lodge that was just <laughs> yes. fuck women. But, like, not like of... fuck women, but, like, fuck off, comma, but, women. But they yeah, were it's also... weird. They were, all, they were all super red-pilled, but they were all the so submissive to their wives. Well, they like, were losers. Like, yeah, the joke of it was these are a bunch of losers. They're a bunch of misogynists. And you weren't really supposed to relate to them, but you kind of did at the same time. It was a weird balance that they walked. Um, I don't know. He liked flushing toilets. He was a big fan of being on the toilet. That was a big and, thing. And casual masturbation while watching television. <laughs> yes. Put his hands down his pants. Worked as a shoe salesman in a mall. Isn't that uh, weird? Like, that was part of a, a primetime sitcom comedy show. And the main character would sit down, put his hands down his pants, and the audience would go, woo! <laughs> yes. He would put his time. hand not his hands. It's not it like he was fucking two-fisted his dick. He Couldn't did. do it now. That's all I you know. You can't play with yourself on TV anymore because of the goddamn libs. Yeah. <laughs> Those SJWs telling me that I can't play with my penis on television? Yeah. Yeah. Where am I supposed to play with my penis? <laughs> 
I can't even put my penis on TV in my own house. Uh. Um, so then we had uh, his wife, Peggy Bundy, who was James, a put your penis back. No, this is my James. podcast. It's just right. It's your right to play with your penis. I'm going to put my hands on my pants for the duration of this show. You know, I sometimes do because I'm <laughs> at home now and you guys can't see me. <laughs> I mean, you guys have no idea how much I'm like scratching the various areas of my dick. <laughs> well, you know, I, I guessed to a certain extent. I'm holding all three of my dicks right now, guys. You're like a Klingon. You will die without honor. So then we have uh, Peggy, who's Al's wife, uh, Katie Segal, a beautiful woman who Al never wanted to have sex with. Right. Wasn't she in like Battlestar Galactica or something? Was she? Katie I mean, she Segal? Was in Futurama. No. No, you're thinking of think Katie no, Sackoff. Pretty sure she was the president in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I think you're thinking of Jennifer Louis Dreyfus or Julie Louis Dreyfus. No, that's VP. Well, it's called Veep. That's Veep. No, that's Veep. Veep. I'm okay. telling you, I, I'm pretty sure she wasn't. She wasn't in Battlestar Galactica? All right, never mind. Yeah, I think it was Kate. Do the Googles. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I don't know why my brain put her in Battlestar Galactica. Katie Sackoff. So she was the big sassy redhead that Al never wanted to have sex with, even though she was kind of a babe. Yeah, she had kind of. Not kind of. She was. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. a babe. Yeah. Um, then we had their two children. We had Bud Bundy, who was supposedly the smart one of the group. Uh, sort of never did anything intelligent, but that was always his like log line is that he's the intelligent one with promise, and, and he, he never. Really you know, he anything. probably would have gotten a lot more done if he just had internet porn and he could just get it all yeah. out of the system. Instead, yeah. he was that skeevy weirdo who just couldn't get it taken care of. Yeah, he was a total incel. It was bad. Um, and then lastly, we had Christina Applegate as their dumb daughter Kelly Bundy, um, who was a big deal for a young James. Who was enjoying this a lot <laughs> as like a, as like as like an eight year old boy who desperately wanted to see boobs? Uh, she she was it was acceptable at that point. Oh um, God, that was not that I, I I was more into Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> Natalie Imbruglia was like five years later. Was she? That was That's, a long time later. Whenever I think later. of like like women that I like lusted over as a kid, Natalie Imbruglia is like the like number one. All right, that was like ninety seven. So this was this was when this was before I had internet options. This was being shoved right in my face. I did some googling. That's what you were thinking about getting it shoved right in your face. Nobody seems to really talk about uh, her age on the show like i was looking on reddit and in in interviews and i couldn't really find anything but sort of vague references to her age so i did some quick maths and applegate was born in november 1971 which means she was 15 when the show started airing and the married with children wikipedia actually has taping dates for a lot of the episodes so she wasn't 18 until about nine episodes into season four Meaning that the first 67 or so episodes were all shot while she was underage. And in fairness, she didn't really, they didn't really sexualize her early on, but by that point, it absolutely was. It was pretty bad. I mean, she was more like a dumb bimbo. She was a dumb bimbo. Uh, she I mean, wasn't it, like a slut, because there was no. like a bunch of episodes about her kicking dudes' asses for like going too far. She was like a tough chick. That She was a tough chick, but there were plenty of episodes where she snuck in the middle of the night with her clothes on backwards. Because she liked fucking. Yeah, that yeah. makes her, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not saying this as a, as a pejorative, but she was a slut. She had a lot no, of sex. Oh, she was empowered. Yas queen. You can, you can be an empowered slut. It's fine. That's why slut shaming is a bad thing because being a slut is not inherently bad. True. I mean, God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. You know, it was her choice, although she was underage. 
Right. So she, that's right. She's just brainwashed by the male patriarchy. Yes. Sure. Yeah. We could say that. Sure. So I ask again, how old was she when this comic came out? When the comic came out? Uh, the comic came out, this particular issue came out in 1993. Damn. In the old book. So she was 22? When did the show first air? Uh, the show first started in 87. So uh, she would have been somewhere the lines of like 20-ish, maybe. Was the show canceled by, by the time this comic came no, out? No, it wasn't canceled for another four years. Wow. I mean, I know I do most of the research, but come on, guys. You don't have any vague <laughs> vague ballparks about this? Uh, for me, like Mary with Children is like, like uh, paintbrush 90s. It's like, yeah, it was really? around then. Late 80s, early 90s. It wasn't like my jam, James. I like I'm not. I'm, I'm surprised. Not I'm it's, surprised. It's, it's not like I like I loved this show. Well, you okay. only had ten things that you could watch at the time. Right. There weren't a lot of options, so I'm surprised. Right. I don't know. ADD, dude. Give me a All break. Right. All right. I was way more into like Saturday morning cartoons. Um. So this though was an offshoot of the main Married with Children comic book. And I picked this because it's a parody of the Fantastic Four, which is Marvel's first family. It's a book called The Quantum Quartet, issue number one uh, from 1993. Uh, it's a book called Lo, There Shall Come the Bundies, written by Todd S. Tuttle, which is definitely a fake name, oh, and yeah. Jeffrey White. It took two writers, two writers, uh, art by Tom Richmond and Dave Mowry, plus like three people coloring. Like this is a this is a group effort. I love how it's uh, oh, part one of four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. One of one is fine. One of one yeah, is fine. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't do like with Batgirl where we did it all. No, we read one. So we're, yeah, we're not, we don't have to do the whole thing. We can just do the one. Um, and we spent a lot of time fucking around at this point, but really there's not much to say in the comic because it doesn't really translate the show very well at all. It's kind of like mm -hmm. Three Stooges. It just doesn't so translate. Perfect. That is a perfect... Yeah. summation of it it's like what happened with the three stooges yeah. like the cover of this thing is is parodying the first uh issue of the fantastic four right yep right except it looks like peggy is both invisible woman and the mole man creature yeah i think it that's does. maybe supposed to be her mother you know how is they always it? made al always made jokes about her mother-in-law i don't think we ever saw her but i think no. this is how she was sort of i would have visualized her based on al's disdain it's just bizarre that there's two Peggies. Yeah. Or just women in general. I mean, Al just hates women in general. I just think she has the Peggy hair. Yeah, she no, I agree well, yeah. with you. I, I thought it was her mother, too. Which makes sense if yeah. that's her mother. From Wanker, from Wanker County. I don't understand why she is saying, I can't turn transparent fast enough. This monster's giving me a wedgie. Like, turning transparent will make her able to get out of there. Like, transparent means you can't yeah. be seen. Doesn't mean that she's suddenly not gonna exist. This comic's being written by Bud. Like, Bud yeah. wrote this. Like, it's not gonna make any sense. Yeah, and... Uh, Alright, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in this book. And now um, we know the conceit, though. Al, let's have sex! No pig, and he flushes no, the toilet. It's really no, what I remember. No, it's from Futurama. That's from Simpsons. No, is it the Simpsons of Futurama? Yeah, oh, you're right, Simpsons. it is the Simpsons. Sorry. Uh, no pig. They do reference Married with Children on Futurama, too. Okay. Uh, uh, we're here in uh, uh, Bud's room. This Which is before I don't think we ever he, saw. Uh, this is before Bud moved into the basement, and they had all those uh, shenanigans. I remember yeah. that, those episodes. Yeah. And uh, Bud, none of the characters really look like who they're supposed to be. Except they did for not Al. nail it. No. They look like caricatures. Like uh, Christina Applegate and Ed O'Neill look like characters of themselves. Caricatures of themselves. Mm. But, right, but the rest Katie of the kids Seagal, don't. yeah, and whoever the fuck played Bud Bundy, I don't care. David it's Faustino. just stock characters. 
do you hate David Faustino? No, Shay? I just didn't remember. You and don't, don't remember his? Do you remember his rap breakthrough? I told you. <gasps> he that has a classic, rap album. He has a rap album with a single called "I Told You," which is about how great he is, and it's got a verse in there about how he's not Bud Bundy. But he did nothing to change his appearance, so he looks exactly like Bud Bundy in the video. Why aren't we listening to it right now, James? I'm gonna need you to resist the urge to write a book about this. There's <laughs> jack shit in this comic. By the way, yeah, go, go, go. Please go uh, check out my Shaq book, uh, Shaq Track Attack on Amazon. I'm not kidding. I really did write it. It's about all of his musical history. Please go buy it uh, and and fund me doing the uh, Bud Bundy follow-up album. <laughs> I was just going to say, no, book. don't do it. Don't do a, a ball. Unless it's like it's like a Bud Bundy slash Macho Man Randy Savage like rap album joint. I'm so excited for this. Oh my god. Let's drop the hook. Is this during while he was filming? Oh yes. Here's the hook. Oh, what a weird cash in. Well, what's funny about it is, and there is a, yeah, right over here in this point in the video. That's when he talks about the fact that he's not Bud Bundy. Embarrassing. And in the show at one point, like everyone on the show learned that he wanted to be a rapper. So they wrote him in as a rapper, as an aspiring rapper in the show as a character called Grandmaster B. And everybody just mocked him for being... A, a, a joke of a rapper i do and that, remember that and that probably tanked his chances of being an actual rapper oh yeah but when he became grandmaster b didn't he get laid a lot in the show i don't know if he got laid a lot or if he just said he got laid a lot i seem to remember he's always being pulled into rooms by very tall <laughs> uh, big breasted women and he's always coming out of those rooms with his hair all messed up looking very shocked Hmm. Yeah, he probably got a little. I do, do think he eventually got a little. Maybe they, they threw him a bone because they, they made he fun of him. He got laid more than years. I did. Yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. were damn sure. Maybe uh, I need to be Grandmaster B. Look at the poster he has on his wall. It says uh, nuns and nuns with noses. Yep. And, and, guns and, roses. and there's funny. lukewarm zucchini squad instead of red hot chili peppers. Um, oh, I didn't even catch that. Babe watchers. Yeah, Babe Watchers uh, charter member. This was uh, not good. For whatever reason, they depicted Bud Bundy as being a big comic book fan. This isn't the only comic book where he's depicted as a big comic book fan. I don't think that was ever in the show. Also, okay, before we go any further, I got to sure, call why, out the fact that... Why move on to page two? No, why move on to page two? Christina Applegate refers to the comics as fucking penny whores. Right, yeah. Like, like, how would she know to call them that? Like, I get it so that they could set up the horror joke, but yeah, mm. exactly. It's it's The next line is her misusing words. How the fuck would she know what a penny whore is? I'm, that just shows how, like, clearly highly educated she is on, like, the history of literature for I, humanity. No, I, this book really misses the character voices by a wide margin to a point where whenever a character would say something that I could kind of see them saying on the show, I would kind of mentally pat the writers on the head. Like, good job, guys. That could that could have worked. Yeah, I did that been. too. Yeah, Maybe good they've job. Never seen the show. Maybe they don't it's, know. Maybe. It's like the Three Stooges. It does not translate. He's reading a comic book called Enormous Guy. That's pretty funny. Yes, but at least on the Three Stooges, it sounded like them. It just didn't translate to comic book. This this doesn't even sound like dialogue that any of these characters would say for the most part. It's like a bunch of Mad Magazine stuff. It That's looks, looks very looks Mad like. Magazine. Yeah. Garrett's not terrible if you're if you're into the Mad Magazine style. I'll give him that. No, it looks great. This whole thing, I can see like when you're like, yeah, there's two. Like you said, there was two inkers and two paint colorists yeah. and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. It takes a village. This, this is like really detailed. There's a lot of work into this. 
Yeah, I'll give him credit for that. Um, the concept here is that Kelly is making fun of Bud for being into comic books, so Bud decides to make his own comic book, uh, and that is what we're going to see, is is the, the family turning into Fantastic Four. It's odd that it's Bud's comic book, yet the Bud character in his own comic book does next to nothing. You'd think he would make him the star of the comic book. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, so basically, I guess they they had a uh, a raffle at a footwear convention, and they won a giant TV from this, and that's the conceit here. I think there's a bunch of episodes about that. The footwear convention, like the family, like winning a giant TV, and then something uh-huh. happening to the TV. I seem to recall that being a, a plot point for it, a few episodes. It was it was a recurring theme that they never won. Things always went poorly for the Bundys, and they were bad people. They weren't particularly good human beings, uh, and they got their comeuppance every week. So, like, here, like, uh, the TV goes starts to, to fritz out because it was an old tube TV, and they were all pieces of shit, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Al starts kicking at it, and then some, like, rainbow light x-rays the family. Mm-hmm. And it gives them superpowers. Do we agree with which Fantastic Four character they each became? No. I guess. Okay. Well, I, mean, I don't think so. The parents clearly need to be uh, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman. That makes mm-hmm. the most sense. Bud being the Human Torch also makes the most sense. And just for for uh, a comedy point of view, making Kelly the thing would be... And also, it's Bud's comic, so he would give the most grotesque power mm-hmm. to his sister who's oh, torturing him. That's so that all point. makes sense. Shay, what would you have done? I guess I would have just gone by how they look as opposed to... Uh, the actual positions in the family. Well, if you're a teenage boy and you're writing your own comic book, I'd imagine... You're going to put yourself, yeah. You're going to be Johnny Storm because he's like a cool guy and he drives hot rods. And yeah, but I would have like... made I would have made Kelly uh, the matchstick girl, I guess is what they would call her then, just because I think she'd set everything on fire and that'd be quite funny. And you would think that, that they would make... Pe- well, I guess if Bud's writing, if Al would have write it, he probably would have made Peggy the thing. You're right, he would Yeah. Although yeah. Al would be a great thing because of the whole football background. Right. Like, then yeah. he's just built like a fucking football player. And he won't have a penis anymore for his wife to to uh, uh, attempt rape. Yeah. But he he loves having a penis, though. He just doesn't want her to have access to it. <laughs> um, right. Well, let's, let's talk about how toxic that marriage was. You know, I will say, as bad as a guy as Al Bundy was, he still went to work every day at his shitty job and he never asked anything of Peg other than to just support him. He didn't ask her to get a job, her to have any ambition, just support him. And she couldn't even do that. No, she, I mean, yeah, she complained a lot about him not bringing home more money, but she did nothing. She did nothing. That was part of the joke though. All that was just part of like the gag of the show. But they had, and we mentioned this before, in a Chicago suburb, they had a house, a car, and two kids in a two-story house. And Al always seemed to be losing money. Three, two-story with a basement. Two-story with a basement on a shoe salesman's salary. Right. A mall shoe salesman's salary. Not like high-end. Because that was one of the jokes is that he's poor, he doesn't make any money, but he still was able to afford this, and nobody questioned that. You could Mm -hmm. be a nurse now and not make any money. Yeah. Oh, you could could be all, you could be anything. I've actually read that uh, when you break it down in terms of hours worked and uh, all the additional schooling expenses and everything, uh, doctors, a general practitioner, actually makes slightly less per hour than a teacher. And bo- sure. both both should be making good income, but neither of them are making a ton. They're making like $22 an hour or something on average once you average everything out. Capitalism just doesn't work. It doesn't. Also, why does the why does the human torch fly? I get why he, like, 
It just doesn't Oxygen seem like that. Displacement. All right, fine. All right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's right. There is like a reason for it. All right. Like I just made that himself. up, but if, sure. Sure. Oxygen rises. No, why does sure. Superman fly? Well, because the, the the fire would eat the oxygen, so he, he would move up. All right. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Science. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Can you guys tell I was skipped to forward two years in school yeah. in science? Were you really? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Uh, so, all right. They all transform and uh, they discover their powers in humorous ways or allegedly humorous ways. We're led to believe they were humorous ways. And look at how, uh, see, like, you could tell, like, Bud uh, does look up to his father because he writes him in this story as becoming super smart. Yeah, that's never addressed. All of a sudden, Al Bundy is super intelligent, with which makes sense because he's uh, Mr. Nifty, which is their Fantastic Four, uh, yeah. Mr. Fantastic parody. But, yeah, it's never explained. It's never drawn attention to the fact that suddenly he's got a much better vocabulary. No, he notes it. Well, if he can, uh, if he can stretch, I imagine he can also expand his brain. But that's not going to help. Well, I was going to say, he also has said, he also has moments in the show where he has very flowery language. Mm. What? Uh, uh, Al. Al? Al, yeah, he, he maybe has that kind of thing where there's something, uh, his passion will lead him to be very eloquent when he needs to be. Yeah. He's passionate about shoes. He's passionate about toilets. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. That's mostly it. And not family. And- yeah, and boobs. You guys forgot always, boobs. He always read a magazine called Biggins. Yeah, big. <laughs> Remember that? Remember the porno mags? Remember that? Oh God, I used to work no. at a bookstore. This was back in 2004 or something. I worked at a bookstore, and there was a guy who would come in, and he walked to the uh, counter when I was checking him out, and he brings a bunch. Of, he's got a stack of porn, and he's a big, you know middle-aged not great looking dude and he says to me all right i've got a deal with the the manager of the bookstore here i'm gonna buy one of every one of these books i'm gonna buy one but i'm gonna open the other one to see if i want to have two copies or not what yes so that he would open one uh, on the arrangement that he would definitely buy the one that he opened, look through it, and decide if he wanted a second one to keep in the package. And I stood there at the counter while he went through all of the porn in front of me, deciding which met his criteria and which did not. And? Some of it did, some of it didn't. But he had a, he had a meeting with the manager to ask if he would be allowed to do this every week. And they said yes. <laughs> And, and I, I mean, I could, it's a it's a fair deal. I could absolutely see them be presented with them being like, all right. It's also a gross deal. Yeah, I'm like 19 gross. years old. I'm like, I wanna... get the fuck out of my store, jack off. <laughs> yeah, the deal gross. should include like, but a manager has to watch you do it. Yeah. Not just yeah, anyone. I didn't like there, That should have been uh, a He could have been Al Bundy himself. Yeah. <laughs> Al Bundy right in line. Were there other people in line or he did he wait? Sometimes. I think that I think I want to say I remember one time there were like a, one or two people behind him and it was making me super uncomfortable because how do I break this up? Mm-hmm. Like how do I deal with this this situation? I don't he know. had to open up the magazine in front of him. In front of the people in line. Yeah, he would stand at the front counter. That guy has no shame. Yeah. I, I mean, thought I is... had no shame. That's extreme. I mean, if you were a middle-aged man at that time, you didn't really understand internet porn yet. I mean, am I middle-aged now? Yeah. No, you're not middle-aged till you're north of 40, unless you're going to die soon, in which case, yeah, yeah, you, well, man, you could be well. in your golden years for all we know. Maybe. <sighs> I could be too. I don't know. This is probably my last Thanksgiving. 
This is probably it. Wrap it up after this. Might be everybody's. Yeah, I I think I've seen everything I need to see. That's pretty much done. No, they say there's a vaccine. We'll be fine. Oh, I'm not even talking about COVID anymore. I'm talking about the general just collapse (laughs) of of my will to live. I mean, if they just, I mean, if they give us a vaccine for COVID, then we can, we can, we can live through the collapse of America safely. Yeah, yeah. I'll be standing tall on a mountain of rubble. We won't need a social distance. We can all uh, shiver over the, the barrel that's on fire with our hands out. Yeah. With our fingerless gloves. With our fingerless gloves. <laughs> Socialist distance. Um, anyway, so then we see that a Doctor Doom parody has been watching this whole thing uh, and I guess orchestrated this whole thing to give them superpowers for some reason. I thought it was going to be Marcy, the neighbor, and it ended up not being that. I looked it up. She's in. Uh, she's later in the book, but she's oh, okay. not in this issue. So they had to save the the weird uh, neighbor. Oh, we can't even get into Marcy. That's yeah. A Marcy other... was their like annoying neighbor. Didn't yeah. she? Didn't, when she didn't she eventually become the showrunner? She she wasn't the showrunner, but she directed a lot of the episodes. She was a big force behind the show, and she was gay. Yet the show could arguably be homophobic at times. So it was a weird, really weird balance of of like progressive and regressive. I mean, Fox. Yeah, Fox. Right. Fox was like, dude. This was a cheap show. If you go back and watch the show, you can see like the the sets shaking and everything because there was just no money. And you know, Fox was like, yeah, whatever. We didn't give you any money, so you can do whatever you want. And they got away with some insane shit. Like, you could not air this stuff nowadays. Anyway, so we see our Doctor Doom character in his tower, and he's not Doctor Doom. He's male Nurse Doom, which is a joke <laughs> I don't really even understand. Uh, because it says like, I guess it's just some sexist bullshit. It is kind of an old-fashioned sexist tropey tropey joke. It yeah. doesn't really work. I mean, whatever. It's it's a funny image, though. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, he's just Doctor Doom with like a nurse's hat and a stethoscope on. How did they not get like a cease and desist from Marvel? Because they're not even like it's a parody. parody. It's satire. It's, yeah, but it's clearly Doctor Doom. They call him Doom. Hmm. Yeah, but again, outfit. it's like Mad TV. It's or not Mad TV. Sorry, Mad Magazine. Hmm. You know, it's like this is like it's throwing off some pretty extreme Mad Magazine vibes. Yeah. I actually meant to look into it. It's probably there are probably some mad veterans or soon to be mad uh, employees in this book, but I didn't look deep enough in to find out. You guys were just too hard for normal Mad Magazine. Had to yeah. go work for now, yeah. the Mean Streets of Chicago for for four or so years. You were getting some good uh, good residuals out of those now comics. Um, and so then we see that they decide to go to this like superhero training uh, thing. Yeah, because yeah, male news nurse Doom is somehow connected to it. He hit yeah. a button, and then yeah. suddenly this commercial starts airing. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, good catch. I didn't catch that. And so male nurse Doom is trying to get the Bundy is to go to this superhero camp that's run by this uh, lady, and uh, this is where they learn to be superheroes and everything. And you know, it's just kind of, it's not. It's supposed to be funny. And uh, Kelly, uh, uh, Kelly threatens to rape people. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she does. She says if boys still won't go out with her, she'll make them. And then she clenches her big, rocky fist. Her teeth are still great. Yeah. I, how did her teeth scale up? I don't really understand that. Yeah, is the thing's teeth also orange and rocky, or are they normal teeth? You would think the teeth would stay the same size, so he would just have a tiny human set of teeth inside his giant rock head. Well, his bones and his organs, everything is like now rocky. So it's mm-hmm. like, aren't, why come his teeth aren't? Maybe they fell out. His bones and organs are. That was going to be my question. Was his yeah? Just skin. His bones and organs are also this rocky material. 
Good. I'm going to guess God. this artist doesn't know that. No, yeah. I mean, the, the thing in the comics, in the Fantastic Four comics, I think Right, but I'm saying, has... like, they wouldn't have put that in, because I'm going to guess that whoever drew her definitely does not know that, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, this, is also, this is also Bud doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great artist. <laughs> it really, from their perspective, it looks exactly like their real life, so it's I mean, look totally at, like, realistic. Pe- look at how Peggy, like, she has a smoking bod. It's weird that he drew she his did mother show. that hot. Yeah, she did in the show. It's weird because she never worked out or yeah. Never, yeah. Well, it, but it's weird that Bud would draw her that way. Well, but, there's uh, no food in the house, so I imagine like that's how they stayed thin. Yeah, that was another joke. I actually tried to find a, like a, a comic book where they celebrated Thanksgiving, but the big joke was they never ate. Like they never had any food, so yeah, that there's no comic for that. Although I, funny enough, just actually stumbled across. Or did I watch that with you, James? The Married with Children episode, the Thanksgiving episode. Well, I watched it with you actually. Oh. <laughs> Well, then, there we go. <laughs> on account of it being on this, my TV. James just takes his dick out and puts it right on the yeah. table. He's yep. like, everyone look yep. at it. <laughs> I had to assert myself somehow. It's I couldn't remember. Oh, that's right. Because I said that we should yeah. watch some holiday stuff. That's right. Didn't want to get Al Bundy here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assert myself. Everyone le- everyone, bend over and smell it. No she. Uh, and so then there's maybe the I will give him some credit for this this is kind of funny there's a scene yeah. where they're all trying on their superhero outfits and there's other real superheroes like and my favorite part is Ghost Rider is in a stall roasting some marshmallows on his flame yeah. oh That's pretty fun. I thought you'd like Plastic Man I like Plastic Man looking over the stall at a woman changing because Plastic Man's a dog and uh, uh, the Punisher is asking where his heels are is what Oh yeah. Where are my where where are my high heels? Well, that that's not direct. That's not necessarily coming from him. And there's Wolverine uh, uh, putting on some silverware for his claws. Yeah. There's Robin helping Wonder Woman get into her corset. It's pretty cute. Camping nice claw booth. accessories. It's 90s Robin too. Yeah. It's, they that's could have gone Robin. with the old school Dick Grayson for comedic factor, but no, they yeah. decided to stay relevant. Surprised they didn't. Batman's buying boxers. Yeah. Batman is buying. Bo- that was another joke in the in, back in those days. Is like everyone wore silly boxers with some <laughs> funny design on it. I don't know yeah. what that was about. It was like, I don't know, cheap joke. Yeah, not gonna think a, about it too much. Kind of a cute moment though. But yeah. then they, uh, so then they decide to form a, a group together. And then this one guy shows up and uh, he says, like, have you seen my size eighty three tights? And look how excited Peggy is to see his big thick dick. He, oh yeah, she is <laughs> fucking. St- Stoked, is, and Al is the exact opposite. Well, he is but, and, sad. And, yeah, Kelly is like she's already positioning her mouth to. Uh, she really is to just get it. Is this and, supposed to be somebody specific? Uh, it's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever. Oh, it's it's enormous man or whatever. Oh, oh it's enormous man. Be, yeah, enormous. Yeah, man the comic from... book that Bud was reading in real life. Mm-hmm. And okay, Bud, good. imagine him with a giant penis. Yeah, and it's a size eighty-three pair of tights, and he's clearly not a huge fat man, so it's yeah. got to fucking hold on to that. Yeah, he wraps his dick around his leg. This is back <laughs> when they censored butt cracks. They don't do that anymore. I think they honestly may have censored that uh, as a joke. As a joke. As a, jo- as a joke, but it's funny because like now modern comics will show all the butt crack in the world and no one cares. No, they won't. Sure we they see, we all tried to see care. Bruce Wayne's dick and they wouldn't let us. I saw Bruce Wayne's dick. I saw that comic. <laughs> I saw it too. I I have it on the shelf, but like I have the, he's got, the second he's got, edition. He's got some thickness. 
they came back in and they yeah but you know what that's an that's a different universe bruce wayne that's not oh i saw the og print of that where it's like it's they oh, had I've the seen dick it. in there man it i've seen good. it but you can't buy it unless you want to find out that on is eBay. a coke can yep you can go by batman damned and see a blurred out uh bruce wayne that motherfucker dick. man does he need any more <laughs> <laughs> he's already like in great shape and got money and well, driven he, and successful and you gotta give him well, a big his, fat coke can dick too well he's like 35 and he's like almost dead so Damn. that's not a great that's not a great thing like <laughs> that dude's laying pipe who wants a coke am i right yeah that is true <laughs> yeah. wrong uh anyway uh so then they come home and they decide uh on their superhero name they they try out the bitchin bundies which is supposedly funny and it's, it's funny alec wants to call it the the quantum quartet uh even though there's already cues on their outfits yeah that yeah good point yeah also, bitchin was a. I mean, I I love the dis- using bitchin as a as a descriptor bitchin. is awesome. Not like bitchin, like oh, they're such they're just keep bitchin, but like bitchin, like yeah, it's rad. It's fucking yeah. bitchin. Oh it yeah, bitchin. bitchin. I remember that. But so that's no why it's that the bitchin bundies. No, you can't say bitchin anymore. Yeah, because now it's just like you're you're bitchin. Dude, I was watching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies for the first time in my oh, life. Oh, those are awesome. Uh, uh-huh. Well. You know what? Maybe maybe we'll do a Nightmare on Elm Street comic at some point so we can get into that. But oh, Nightmare say, on Elm Street. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking of Tales from the Crypt. Moving on. Okay. Well, we've done that. But anyway, I have plenty of thoughts on that that I won't I won't get into now. But man, the amount of times that Freddy Krueger calls a woman a bitch is frankly offensive to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I know he's a demon and he's from hell and everything, but have some decorum. It's out of control. Like these are these are like teenage girls. Like give him a chance. I think I've only seen the first one. Oh, you mean the good one? <laughs> the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's that's the first one. James didn't know which person was Johnny Depp. Yeah, I the couldn't even tell. handsome one. He was also playing against type. So um, so anyway, they get home, and uh, they find that a bunch of Dr. Doom's, male Nurse Doom's robots uh, have come to repossess the TV that they won because of reasons. Yeah, But right. they don't know they're robots. Yeah. Wasn't the TV his only source of spying and manipulating the family? Already removed the one thing in their home because he, he needs that use. ray tube. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. He needed the he needed the tubes. Uh, so then they find out that it's odd because then Al says, "Oh wait, they're not human. All bets are off." As yep. if Al Bundy wouldn't have killed a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would but would would Al kill some people? And, I like, think he would. Do you ever see him with a gun in the show? I don't think he had a gun, but his favorite show was Psycho Dad. And he always, yeah, I tell you what he always did, though. He always kicked people's asses. And he did. Unlike some of these TV dads that claim they're going to kick people's asses, like a Hank Hill and never actually does it. He doesn't. No, he didn't. He didn't kick nearly enough asses. Not enough. No, he didn't kick nearly enough asses, but he did kick some. Not only that, but Al would like one punch people. He would sucker punch people. Yeah, he didn't care. He fought dirty. Like, if someone said something about his daughter, he knocked him clean the fuck out. Because his life sucked, so he didn't have to worry about ethics. Right. Like, what, what, like, like, I have nothing to lose. My reputation? Uh, the actor who plays him in real life, it really is like a martial arts master. He's got, like, a bunch of black belts. Ed O'Neill? Ed O'Neill? Yeah. yeah, he has, like, in real life, a bunch of black belts. I don't I know if I has, believe that. I think he has a black belt in, like, taekwondo and jujitsu. That seems uh, very unlikely. Okay. All right, we're going to walk. Wait, oh, rare Ed O'Neill and Ryan Gracie jiu-jitsu training oh, footage. Yeah, the Gracies, like, invented modern jiu-jitsu. So that's kind of a big deal. Holy shit. 
Yeah, he, yeah. If you're rolling with the Gracies, you're super wow. tough. He's in a gi. He's ready to go. Yeah, and this dude. is old man at O'Neill. Yeah, he'll. This fuck. is from August of this year. Yeah, well, he's a he's a, he's a jujitsu master. That's when it was uploaded. It's not necessarily, but but it's definitely not from the '80s. This is all right. Um, Enough talking. Yeah. All right. He's a he's a terrific actor, and a, and he could actually kick my ass. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but he'll he'll strangle you with your own clothes. Yes, <laughs> which is basically All what. Right. You're All he did was talk in that video. Well, I, the, the he seminar. put on the gi. He put on the gi, so I assume he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you don't put on the gi because you're just an amateur. Listen, he doesn't look like a martial artist, then. he looks like Doctor Martial Artist or something. If like he, he if, knows of it. If you're speaking at a seminar run by the fucking Gracies, like that's a that means you're at a fucking top notch martial arts master. I'm not saying he's not necessarily. I'm saying I didn't see it, and I find it hard right. to believe. Okay. Oh, well, you know, you might not believe anything. It's all fake news to you. It is, and you're right. It is. I know <laughs> you're joking, you're, but it is fake news. Until you hear it on OAN. <laughs> It's just fake news to Shay. <laughs> Good times. Uh, <laughs> she did. I, I can't see Shay right now, but I'm sure she's not happy about that. <laughs> wish just kidding. Wish I hadn't said that. Uh, I, I say that with my mask underneath my nose. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can come back to the show, please. I appreciate. Come back it. where? I appreciate if you came back to the show. So, uh, okay, so the bitchin' bundies, they kick all these robots' asses, and then uh, they kind of congratulate themselves on a job well done. Uh, do they lose the TV? Does the TV go away? I think the TV blows up or something. And now oh, they're, the being, whole, they're being attacked Everything by their, blows yeah, up. Yeah, they're being attacked by their household appliances and whatnot. Yeah. Which actually, so in order to stop the household appliances from attacking them, uh, smart Al Bundy turns off the power. To terminate yeah. the magnetic field. Yeah. And he did that. And my brain just immediately went, why doesn't anyone else fucking do this? Yeah. That's smart. Well, I don't know that would work because you're, there's still magnetic fields everywhere. Like your body is giving off. Yeah, your, your heart gives off a large. But it would still lessen field. it. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't want his food to go bad in the fridge. Yeah, it's all that food that doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. He didn't want his beer to get warm. Uh, all right. So then male nurse Doom isn't happy about this. Uh, and uh, he says he's got a cosmically charged nucleon parcelometer cathode ray tube. Which was in the TV. He's saying, I got that back. Okay. He got that back. I only read this book once. I usually like to read them twice, but I I, I kind of lost it. I got up this morning and that's I, I just read this real quick. Okay, cool. All right, that's how they wrote it. Uh, so, so he has, his henchman's like a like a beatnik. Yeah, it's really odd. Like they throw to this random uh, his, his faithful assistant pool boy, faithful lab assistant slash pool boy, and he's just like a beatnik saying, "Yeah, daddy o," and he's not like a parody of anything. He's just there. No. Yeah, there was no beatniks in the show. I think this was another like late '80s, early '90s thing that people like mimes and beatniks. There were a lot of like tropey comedy shortcuts that people did. I don't know. Although going back to the monetary stature of Al Bundy and everything like that, Doctor, not Doctor, not Doctor Doom. I'm just gonna call him not Doctor Doom. Does note that he paid for all of this on a nurse's salary, his giant <laughs> ray gun, yeah. and all of that. She wasn't outrageous at the time. He's exactly. Got a union in his hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he's got this big ray, and he shoots this big ray directly at the Bundy's house. 
It like bounces around. Yeah, I'm not really sure what it's supposed to do. And I guess it hits a gas main. Uh, and this was his goal all along is to, to uh, cause an explosion. Uh, I guess it's kind of funny that he had a giant ray that you would think would cause the explosion. But really all it does is try to trigger a gas main explosion, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it explodes. And the onomatopoeia is kind of funny because the onomatopoeia is ka explode. I like that. That was pretty yeah. funny. Instead of ka boom. Ka boom, mm-hmm. it's ka explode. And that's, that's kind of cute. it. Um, then there's the letters page and uh, it's really never a good sign when the letters page opens with the editor complaining about how nobody's sending them any letters uh, <laughs> like, no, but, starts, uh, like, but god I, I, can I read out loud the last letter that they got I don't yeah, we don't do need it. to read the yeah, answer do it. yeah do it, do it, do okay it. go for okay because I just I love I, to a point of where I sent a picture of this to mm-hmm. James earlier saying I like this by the way, I'd like to note it that the uh, the offices are uh, a couple miles away from where we're recording this right now, actually. should go swing oh, by wow, see if they're still is. active. Anyway, go ahead, Shay. Okay. Dear editor, I love your show. It's the best thing on TV. I love the comic book. I hate Seven. Seven is a stuck-up jerk that gets food, unlike Al. Now I'm on Al's side because I hate Seven, and I will never like him. Keep up the great work. Kirk Sales, El Paso, Texas. Uh, do you want to tell people who Seven is? Who the fuck is Seven? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Mike doesn't know this. So Seven is a kid that they ended up with because, like, Al's family left him or something? Like, he just literally is yeah. just dropped off. It was their seventh child, so they named him Seven, and they just left him at the Bundy's house. And it was a parody of when a show Cousin had been Oliver. on Oliver. Cousin Oliver, when a show is on for a long time, they just add a random kid character, oh, and it's never a good idea. Oh, I remember idea. this. Yeah. It's like uh, they thought the Bundys lived in, like, a palace because they're, they're even poorer. Yeah, because they had a house. <laughs> so they left their kid seven, and then Peggy uh, got pregnant, and then it turns out that seven didn't exist, and Peggy wasn't pregnant, and it was all a hallucination. Yes. Well, that was because Katie Seagal very sadly had a, had a late-term miscarriage, so yeah. they had to rewrite the show. So they just said it, but I don't know that that had anything to do with seven i think seven came after that but maybe i'm wrong but they did eventually eventually they just stopped including him he was like the youngest daughter on family matters like they right. just stopped writing about oh, him and then yeah, they'd make the fun uh, and then they'd make fun of it later like i think at one yes. point he ends up on a milk carton yes peggy holds up a milk carton that has seven on the side and says have you seen me and she just kind of shrugs oh yeah i remember that so it was just a parody of of that about how like but that he never sucked well, that but they always sucked. Like all those like right. extra characters that they would add in later on in a sitcom always sucked. And the the joke was this doesn't this doesn't help anything. Didn't that happen with uh, Rudy in the Cosby Show? Like she she got too old to be cute, so they got another cute little girl. Yeah, Raven Simone. Yeah, Ra- oh yeah, yeah right, Raven Simone. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun fact: the guy that played Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch ended up voicing Michelangelo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Oh yeah, the he first did. one. Yeah, he did. I remember that. Um, I guess that's it. Um, what do we think Seriously. of this? Uh, this was terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Shay? I just now noticed that it looks like they're theming each issue with a decade. And now I really want to fucking read number two because it's about the 70s. They are not easy to find if you want all four of them. I don't. <laughs> and luckily Mike doesn't, so that should free up the pool a little bit for you. <laughs> but that means more the space third to jump would be the pool. 80s and the fourth would be the 90s. Well, Not you necessarily. One, you, got, you got one less person to compete with yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, one you're less whit- person. You're, you're whittling down the, the brackets. Yeah. A little more elbow room at the comic book shop looking for that back issue. 
Um, so yeah, it, like I said, it's like the Three Stooges. It just doesn't translate. They try, like they really did try, but I, I, I can't blame them. But still, like the yeah, end result. What are you gonna do? We, yeah, without yeah. the without the crowd being morons. Yeah, you know the well, live studio audience. What was Todd S. Tuttle to do? Yeah. Uh, like so, you know. Put in your own woos. Yeah, I gotta go based on what they actually put out. Uh, so it's just a one out of five gobble gobbles. There we go. That's oh, all it is. God, it's the, the least amount of gobbles. That's the fewest had. gobbles you can get. Actually, I did read an interview with Christina Applegate a while ago where she mentioned that uh, the hooting and the hollering, normally that's, you know, the, the, the applause signs that come up. They actually had to disable the applause sign and tell people to stop hooting so much because it was ruining the tapings. <laughs> that's Poor, how out of control. God, every, everyone in the 90s was so dumb. Uh, it was uh. it's a, if you've never seen Mary with Children you should watch it because it's an interesting thing because it's kind of simultaneously smart and stupid like Beavis and Butthead yeah it's a very it's strange... on the Pluto app if you want to get that it's free it's 100 like 100% free everyone that showed if they were sexy they were dumb and if they were even remotely smart they were completely unlikable and ugly yeah. It, well, yeah, it was a parody. It was a parody of sitcoms, but I mean, that in and of exactly itself. exactly what the 90s was like in general. Yeah, everything yeah. was heightened. What a strange, strange show. It, it, right, you got to have, it... have that bowl cut, and you got to have a, a, a leather jacket and a flannel, right? Yeah. And you yeah. have to come in going, is, is Kelly here? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. That's how everyone was. And the characters are always named Spike or blade or something yeah right. it was always something just ridiculous. like the, everyone in the 90s yep. it, was. it was like this what was your guys's 90s names uh, i was spike and blade in two different times oh i was jonathan taylor thomas i had changed my name to jtt yeah. good choice call me jtt uh, did you guys yeah. have the, the bowl cut yeah. no i parted yeah i parted right down the center of my head part of the hair and put it off to the side and i wore like three levels of shirts <laughs> james is this when you had great. long hair well, long enough for that bowl cut, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I shaved my head for a long time, and then I grew it super long for years. No, you didn't have super long. You didn't have, I had it halfway down my back. Yeah, me too, in my 20s. Really? Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I got rid of it when I was like 18 or so. I got, uh, pretty much got out of high school and got rid of all that. Honestly, I did the exact opposite. I started growing it out after high school. That's interesting. Uh, what's not interesting was this book. Nope. Uh, so, Maybe uh, next time we can do better. Probably. Well, yeah. Uh, we absolutely are doing better next time. Yeah. Okay. So let me do the closing plugs and then we'll talk about next time. Uh, you can hit us up with your request at Dark Sides Couch on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can listen and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, including on DarkSidesCouch.com. Mike. Mike, do you want to tell us what we're doing next time? Well, I'm not entirely too sure what we're doing next we just time. Picked it I out. know that, but I don't know what it is. It's a Marvel <laughs> Comics group comic book called The Shogun Warriors. See, like I in the in the like the 80s, there was a Japanese cartoon called uh, Shogun Warriors, but this seems to be something completely different. I thought this was like going to be like the American like yeah. like production of it, but no, it it's looks like crazy, Voltron. Some crazy Voltron book just has the same name. Yep, we haven't looked at it at all. We have no idea what's in there. I love this dude in the cover. There's like all these robots fighting fighting people, and then there's this one dude with a mustache and a sword. But wait, hold on. But, but obviously, He's the Yakuza. Wait, hang on, though. Uh, obviously, obvi obviously, this is going to have a lot of Asian characters, and Mike did not vet this in any way. 
Oh God, Mike! Oh, I didn't. Now, in fairness, it's from <laughs> oh, it's issue God. it's issue fifth it's issue fifteen from nineteen eighty, and it's Marvel Comics. It's a ama- Although Marvel did fuck up pretty bad in the forties, so we'll see. <laughs> That's right. We'll see. But we'll so see. We're gonna put an asterisk on this. Of There's like, a chance. This is, no, this there are is no what asterisks. we're gonna put down. But <laughs> if you come no. in next week and it's something different, this is yeah. why it's gonna I'm be sure Archie it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. It's gonna just, be, everything's just, gonna be great, guys. Until it's not open-minded. <sighs> it's, uh, I'm thinking the best. Like this is the, yeah, the it's about giant robots. Nothing racist. Okay. About nothing, Asian people in this. Nothing bad about giant robots. I'll go through and I'll redact some things if I have to before we before we start reading. <laughs> Anybody? Anything else they want to add? Oh man, you think Al Bundy like he yeah he probably lost his job because of the quarantine. He's not allowed to go into the mall to sell those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna you guess the mall closed years before that. No, there's still malls. You can still there go to a still mall. are, but there aren't as many. No, but I bet Al's mall was super successful. I'm sure it survived oh, I the bet. purge. I bet. I bet it was it was doing great. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shay, you got anything? Anything you want to be thankful for? I'm thankful for you guys, listeners. Aww. Aww. Yeah, and f- my bunny Deanie. And your bunny Deanie. The fake sentiment is a lie. Oh, you can't have fake sentiment without sentiment. <laughs> yeah. We're halfway there. You can't have normal human society without fake sentiment. Yes. Uh, that's about it. So happy Thanksgiving, I guess. We'll just kind of hang out, whatever. Ta-ta for now, Cushion Crusaders. And we'll talk to you next time on the couch. The president's biggest battlegrounds, the courtrooms in the states that will decide the presidential race. His campaign threatening a recount in Wisconsin and filing new lawsuits in Michigan and Pennsylvania to stop ballot counting. I have been in court on a thousand trumped up charges. Some real, some imagined. The point is, I lost all of them. I don't know the law, nor do I really know how to pleasure a woman. I have no interest in either. Let me ask you one important question. How logical is it that overnight he's going to turn every single one of these states? And how logical is it that they all of them came to the conclusion that they should do the same thing? Like the guy in Philadelphia and the guy in Pittsburgh and the woman in Atlanta, Georgia, and the woman in... They all decided to put Republicans in corrals? Like they're horses or sheep?